I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 18th of November. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business markets and startups. I am here with David Scott, who we affectionately call Scuddy. I don't have a nickname, do I? Nadine Blaney. It doesn't lend itself to to fun. Yeah, we need to get like a, a nickname. What was what some of the nicknames you used to have back at school? Uh, Deanie, I guess. Dean. Deans. When I moved to Australia, it was NADS, but oh, I'm, yeah. I'm really not endorsing that one. Any Australian listening to this podcast will know why I don't refer to her as NADS. <laughs> yeah, good. Thank you. Uh, we had those infomercials in Canada growing up oh, as well. Excellent. There you go. Okay. Uh, look, it was, um, it was a bit of an up and down day, but finishing up by a tenth of a percent, I mean, we'll take it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a bit of a rough trot the last couple of days, but it's a bit of stabilisation. Uh, you do get the sense that uh, no, following that CBA result yesterday, which of course really shocked so many out there, I mean, even seasoned investors were stunned by how weak that, uh, that NIM was in particular, that uh, there's a bit of recycling going into other parts of the market. You could see some of those other uh, nice you know, uh, you know, quality names out there. CSL was one of them that really benefited today. It did. Uh Interesting to note that we saw the REIT space pushing higher today to the tune of about 1.5%. Healthcare, consumer staples all doing well, as well as communication services. But the best performer today was based on news. And I love a good old news story to push a, push a stock, stock higher. Evolution Mining up by 10.35%. It bought a mine. Uh, it's called the Ernst Something mine up in Queensland from Glencore. Not Ernst Henry. Ernst Henry. I know it, Ernst Henry. And uh, what I thought was interesting about the story is, yeah, it's a gold copper mine, but it's uh, got copper first, copper gold mine. And uh, so many in the market talking about this increased copper exposure for evolution. We know uh, how important copper is to the whole greenification thematic. I mean, it, Look, it was a good market reaction. Yeah, it's been uh, an offtake agreement to boot as well. So as I described on an air, a bit of a Salem leaseback. Yeah. So uh, yeah, obviously the share market really enjoyed it. Also got the double whammy, had a big, uh, big jump in gold prices overnight. So up and away she went. Ten percent, I think, was the last time I looked. Yeah, after being damaged yesterday in the wake of what many today told us was actually operationally a very good report. This is New Farm I'm talking about. It uh, regained some of the lost ground, up by six percent today. Um, yeah, we spoke with Kyle McIntyre for one, who said that he he's really excited about the prospects for New Farm going forward. Yeah, and fish, um, and fish food. Yeah, fish food. That I uh, know on the, uh, the the world's search for uh, no, for protein. Everyone talks about insects and the like. You know, salmon. And I tell you what, I like a nice salmon. So uh, yeah, if that uh, like New Farm helps to go and, uh, and and breed up those stocks and uh, that increases demand for the company, well, so be it. And uh, yeah, we saw a nice little bounce today. We sure did. Um, just don't speak about food. I forgot to eat lunch today. There's been these little chocolates in the news. Anyways, I got distracted by them. So uh, New Farm, one of the better performers today. Let's just quickly recap the flip side 
of the equation, shall we? Uh, because, yes, Misoblast, it was down by 4%. You had a good chat with the CEO. We hadn't been expecting like results coming from Misoblast. Didn't hit the market, but it, it's been a big week for the company. Yeah, we managed to get an interview out regardless. And uh, it's one of those companies that are very divisive. It's uh, a day trader's favorite as well because there's so much uncertainty about the drug pipeline and when things will be approved and if they'll be approved. But I uh, know sounding very positive about uh, no, the outlook and certainly sounded uh, cashed up as well, looking for partners to go with the drug development. So it's uh, no, all working pretty nicely at the other service. But I uh, know those people who go and invest with Mesoblast will know all too well that uh, you need to have a pretty strong stomach to go and ride out the, uh, the intraday churns. A ALS is one of the underperformers as well. Even though we saw the brokers lifting its price target in the wake of its AGM yesterday, because of course it's talking about supply shortages, skill shortages, supply ch chain pressures. I just had to I just had to factor those into this podcast study because uh, we just don't have a conversation without mentioning those three factors, do we? Yeah, I've tried, but uh, I failed over the last 12 months. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, if you're interested in a view on inflation and whether a correction is potentially due in the new year, you can listen to our interview with John Cummins who is from Society One, uh, that's available via the show notes. Now, also, uh, while we're still on equities, let's get to Satire. It was the stock of the day. It signed an integration agreement. But the point about Satire, I think, is that it has gone so hard in 2021. And, um, you know, we've yet to speak with the company. Plenty of people are sort of questioning it's the longevity of its business model. But regardless, it was the stock of the day today. Kashi sat down with Claude Walker from A Rich Life, Luke Winchester from Meriwether Capital. How Satire seems to have uh, managed to pull off its uh, really fast growth is uh, through some sort of uh, grey market channels, uh, which has yeah. then allowed them to um, undercut sometimes or offer very competitive prices. They've still used that sort of some sort of strategy where they do pay a lot in um, paid advertising and that kind of thing. So they're not well, they haven't been profitable yet. Fundamentally, doesn't feel right to me that it, it's um, got such a big market cap. But if it just keeps on growing and then does turn to mm. profitability, it has more of a global um, runway there. So it could well justify it. I certainly wouldn't bet against it. But no, it's not for me. The unknown for me is when will the brands try to get control over the Setire platform as right. it becomes a bigger and bigger source of distribution? My, my main concern was always around the pricing. Claude alluded to it there. Their main, um, I guess, competitive difference to, to some other luxury platforms is the discounting they're able to offer. A lot of unknowns for me, the valuation. I agree with Claude. The best I could say is a hold. And so that is the view on Satire. The full view is available via the podcast or you can watch it online, of course. Hey, Scuddy, I think people who don't subscribe to the newsletter are missing out. They miss out on your view almost every day. So we saw that dramatic headline about a raid on Everblue, which is a stockbroker. It's got associations with stock pumpers, promoters, whatever you would like to call them. You've written a bit of a view. Now, don't give it all away because mm -hmm. you can, if you're listening, subscribe to our newsletter, also called the COB. Um, but, Scotty, what's your, what's your thesis? What's the takeaway? Uh, we've got an incredibly large amount of uh, people who have just joined the investment community. We've had exceptional circumstances. We're in the era of social media and we've got regulators in this country going and making advisors out there at the moment. People who've got experience jump through hoops to go and give advice. Yet in those social media realms, we've got people who are allowed to basically go and uh, throw people under the bus investment-wise. Um, 
without giving it away, uh, it's time for us, the community who want to go and see fair and transparent markets to go and do our bit as well because we know there's lots of regulators out there. So if you see someone who's pumping things and someone who's uh, no, acting on the behalf of a company and not actually acting on uh, the interests of the, uh, the broader market, go and let ASIC know. Got it. That's our PSA for today. But yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, anyways, I'll leave that one there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not, that's just not, to, <coughs> it's not related to Everblue. That's just one of those mm. things that came out during the week. This has been an ongoing thing oh, for, yeah. for many, many, many years now. Look, we had ASIC, um, one of the regulators writing in uh, the AS. AICD, the Australian Institute of Company Directors, again, just talking about influencers and the danger that um, they potentially pose if you are not aware of the vested interest that lies within. Now, Scuddy, if we talk about tonight, uh, we get jobless claims. We know that the labor picture is improving greatly in the U.S., but then we'll be able to compare and contrast what we see in jobs with the commentary coming from a lot of Fed speakers. Well, I can't wait. I uh, almost really love the meetings where you know, you've got to go get that blackout two weeks beforehand, so you don't have to hear from the Fed. But uh, it's going to be interesting. We know that the data is really suggesting that uh, it's much, much stronger economy than uh, what the many Fed officials were thinking, which brings in what happens next year. We already know the tapering is about to go and begin. Uh, we know that that's supposed to go and end around June, and then potentially we get on the other timeline to when we start lifting rates. Are we going to start seeing a concerted uh, shift to go and bring forward those timelines? Will we see a faster taper? Will we go and see potentially rate hikes as soon as maybe the second quarter of next year? That's the kind of information that uh, no, we'll start hearing a few thought balloons put up. Let's go and see what they have to say. But at this stage, you've got to say that in the balance of risks, it certainly is towards earlier tightening from the Fed. I love thought balloons. Look, there's not much on here uh, as far as the macro picture goes tomorrow. Scotty, is there? I'll just, just go and pull stumps and I'll see you Monday. Uh, no, so I'll just uh, get people across what's happening. We get uh, a bit of a view into markets to kick it all off with Bob Atiano from Path Trading in the States. So he'll be able to give us a really good wrap of U.S. quarterly earnings season, which has pretty much come to an end. Scott Phillips will be with us at 10 a.m. He'll get us across all of the market-moving news. And Matthew Sherwood from Perpetual. I'm really good. I really enjoy my conversations with him. Our conversations, I should say. What, you, what were you going to say there? Oh, no, I'm sure. Because Scott is an avid listen to this podcast, undoubtedly. So, uh, Scott, I'm going to ask you about hey, Finfluence. Because Scott, he's, Scott is, uh, you know, is, is very uh, generous with his time on, uh, on Twitter and has a lot of opinions when it comes to financial advice and, you know, what to go and do for those, uh, those newbie investors. So I'm going to go and ask him about the Finfluencers and uh, whether they're a good or bad thing. You're right. Okay. I was going to say Matthew Sherwood last time said that um, the greenification, uh, the decarbonization theme is the most inflationary of uh, his living career. I know I've, I've dropped did, that a couple you, of times. Did you just come up with that new, that's a new term, greenification. No, I, I've said that a few times. I don't think I've heard that before. No, yes, you have, Scotty, you have. No, but I mean like just more broadly. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. No, no. Uh, it's not an original Nadine. Oh, really? No. Nads. Original Nads. I'm, I'm <laughs> a, I mustn't have uh, been reading too much. Anyhow, we've got a great day lined up. It's a Friday. That means we have the last call. We'd love for you to tune in with us tomorrow at 4 p.m. for a drink, a wrap of the week, and a little bit of fun besides. We always bring a special guest along or two, and tomorrow is no exception. I can't give it all away. We've talked long enough, Steady. Scotty, I hope, Scotty, as my mom would say. Hope you have a great night. You too. I'll see you on Friday for the, uh, the last call. Looking forward to it already.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.